So what does language learning mean to you in your life? For me, it means um, richness because I think the more languages, the more rich you feel about yourself. And I think it's related to the concept of personal investment where you dedicate your time to be good, to be talented, to be skilled and to learn new things and to show to the world that you know all these languages. And it happened to me pretty recently that I started working in a new place and everyone was asking me like, oh, how many languages do you speak? And it's a common, it's a common recurring question that people ask me a lot of the times because of my personal background, because of where I live and, you know, Montreal, it's a bilingual uh, city. So for me, it really means richness. I think the more language, the richer you are. Yeah. Beautiful. And Urmi, what language do you think in? Uh, so I would say I mostly think in Italian. I also do think in English, but I would say I mostly think in Italian. So that's the language I usually have in my mind. But when I'm speaking, I'm usually like, I, because I live in Montreal, I speak mainly English and French. And in my household, I speak Bengali, a little bit of Italian and, and also English. But I would say I mostly think in Italian. And what about in your dreams? In my dreams, I'm speaking Spanish because it's like a language that I'm trying to learn as much as possible. It's a language that I'm in love with. And so in my dreams, I'm thinking in Spanish. <laughs> okay. I really love Spanish yeah. because my father comes from Argentina and uh, I also know Spanish, but mm. I am I'm really ra okay, <laughs> I'm okay. rusty. Actually, I stumbled upon a blog post or actually you have sent me the link <laughs> quite frankly so the blog post's name was dear younger urmi so in fact you sort of wrote a letter to yourself to your younger self and there were three points in the beginning mentioned and to me it was really aspiring the first thing was be comfortable with the uncomfortable and the second one was don't hold yourself back from exploring new things and finding your identity and the third one is fear is the dearest friend of all mm -hmm. and i wanted you maybe to tell us a little bit more about these three points yeah maybe we could begin with the first one be comfortable with the uncomfortable yes so that one it's um it's one advice that i give to everyone including myself because i think as individual we tend to just do what's within our comfort zone instead of exploring ourselves but i think when you stay within your comfort zone you don't really learn about the world what's out there you don't learn about yourself and when I started to do things that were like outside of my comfort zone, something that was not making me feel very, very comfortable, I started to realize about all the potential that I have within myself. And so for instance, like being on YouTube channels, like doing interviews on YouTube channel was something that I was never comfortable <laughs> yeah. with. But I feel like I do really enjoy being on a YouTube channel and I feel like it just helps me to work a little bit on my public speaking skills, on my communication skills. And I feel like I would have not been aware of that if I didn't try this. So when I think about 
being comfortable with uncomfortable i try to just follow my curiosity because sometimes i feel like my curiosity just leads me to go a little bit outside of what's my comfort zone and just to evolve myself as a person and to grow personally and also professionally um so so far i had very great experience like also with my uh, blog that was something that i was not comfortable with also getting on podcast shows i was not comfortable with that but i feel like the more i do it the more i actually tend to see how much i enjoy doing all these things Yes, great. And speaking about interviews and YouTube channels, I I watched one interview with you. It was on an Italian channel called Set Italiano in Setti Minuti, I think. Yes, yes. And I don't know, was it one of your first interviews? Not at all. My first one was actually two years ago. And it was not in Italian, it was in English. But this one that I just did recently, it was probably, what, my 20th? video i don't know i do so many of them that i lost count okay. but yeah that one i would say it was my first one in italian because all the interviews that i've been doing so far are pretty much in english but i also wanted to do one in italian to promote the language and to show you know that there are ways that you can learn italian to talk about a little bit about the italian culture that people are not aware of so yeah it was my first one in italian though that's right yeah okay and for me it was great because As I wrote to you, I am beginning or re-beginning my Italian studies mm -hmm. and I tried to understand it and it was funny because the first part of the video I could understand really well, maybe because you were talking about basic stuff or stuff like which languages you were learning or talking, which countries you were visiting and then in the second part It was a bit more difficult for me mm -hmm. to understand, but I will rewatch the video and I can learn with the interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and w one thing was, there was a word which you don't like at all, I think. Secure. No, Secure. Yeah. And because it's a word that maybe people use or mostly children when when someone maybe ha has good grades or maybe they are jealous or i don't know and then they use this word i don't even know the word in 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 english to be honest yeah me neither <laughs> in, me in neither german yeah it's not important <laughs> put it like this because we both don't like it yeah i don't want to say i don't yeah. like it i just feel like when people think about that word they think it's like it's someone who doesn't have a life it's about someone who's always studying to call someone secure it's not a bad thing actually it's pretty a good thing if someone says that it means you're smart you know you're yeah. studying but i just feel like sometimes there is like this negative kind of connotation attached to it that it's about more like you just studying constantly You're not having a life. All you do is just care about your grades. And this is what I don't like about that word, I would say. That makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. So let's come back to the blog post yes. in which you wrote to yourself. The second point was don't hold yourself back from exploring new things. So actually, we, we also talked about it. And for example, like your YouTube channel was something new right so maybe you could tell us a little bit more about your youtube channel yeah so i created my youtube channel i think this year so it's been pretty much uh, seven eight months already that i created my youtube channel and i'm gonna say it was never in my plan but it was in my mind because i was doing some interviews on youtube channels with some of my friends and i just felt like how much i actually enjoyed being on their channel so then i was like why not create one for myself 
but then the problem was that oh i'm like i was like oh, i'm not sure there's so much work there's so much editing but then 2022 came and i was like you know what i'm just gonna jump on this opportunity i'm not losing anything i think creating a youtube channel is pretty fun and it's all about trial and error because i didn't know where i was going with it and i still do not know to be honest like i think it's still a work in progress for me i'm trying to create content and see what's getting uh, more attention so then i yeah. created it this year um i know that my first video got 10,000 views which i never thought about yeah. What was it about? It was about how to study for the CFA level one, which is um, it's a designation in finance. It got a lot of attention because there are a lot of people actually studying for this exam. Uh, so I actually followed that that route that I'm just going to talk about the CFA program. So most of my videos have been about the CFA program, but I do talk about things like public speaking. I do have some interviews and of course I'm planning to create more content related, not just about the CFA program, but also about ways like how to learn a language and stuff like that. And eventually I'm also planning to, you know, work a little bit on the editing because so far all my videos are just, I just upload them the way I record them and I upload them. As long as I create a proper video, I think that's most important as long as you're giving like quality video. And then once I try to understand a little bit how YouTube works, I'm going to like do a little bit of editing and stuff like that. But now I do have like a nice thumbnail. I do provide good quality videos and I think that's the most important thing as long as someone is getting something out of it because I think you just want people to get something out of whatever you're posting basically yes yeah. absolutely and so you, you have become more skilled now as you you have made several videos and you can grow slowly but steadily exactly exactly it's it's a long process i'm aware of that but i think as long as you're like consistent and you keep uploading stuff that's mm. what that's what matters the most i would say people will subscribe people will comment people will like it as long as i see like some reaction from the outside world i think i will know how to continue basically okay so it's like learning a language right because yeah. we have to be yeah. consistent and <laughs> yes. finally we can reach our goals yes exactly yes. exactly so, and the third point is fear is the dearest friend of all. And that really scares me a lot, to be honest, the third point, because yeah, I am a lot of times scared about things. It, it pulls me back, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe you could tell us how we could um, make fear our best friend. Yeah, so I actually read a book not too long ago about fear because I'm also someone who is very afraid, like in general, when it comes to trying new things. But I realized that when you fear something, it's probably because it's a good thing. It's a good thing because it means that it will help you to explore yourself and to get a little bit closer to your true authentic self. And this is where I feel like it really has helped me to, the book itself has helped me to see the concept of fear from a different perspective because we usually think of fear as something negative but i think is if you think of fear as your friend it would just be it would just mean that something positive will happen to you so for instance i remember that before joining the toastmaster club i used to be super scared of public speaking but i realized that when i follow that instinct that that uh, fearful instinct it just led me to good things because I know that when I went first time to speak in front of a crowd, I was super, super nervous. But the moment I, I, I finished speaking, I realized that it was just giving me a boost of adrenaline. And I just feel like it was helping me to be 
a bit more confident. So fear really, through all this year, it just helped me to be a bit more confident and to be a bit stronger too. And I feel like the concept of fear just related to the fact that we do not know the unknown. But sometimes if you just follow the fear, I think it, it just means that greater things are waiting for you on the other side of the fence, basically. So, so yeah. So, but you took the lessons or the public speaking group not to learn a language, but just to become a better public speaker. Speaker, yeah. Right? Exactly. Because exactly. I am... I am I am a, an English learner, so would you re recommend to join a Toastmaster group, even if it's not my mother tongue? Is, is this, yes, could this be I, like a method to improve in yes, our target language? Definitely, be, and I can tell you from personal experience, I have met many people that joined the Toastmaster club just to practice their public speaking and to improve their English. Because one thing that people are not aware of is that at uh, Toastmaster, there are different roles that you take, and one of them, and one of them is called the grammarian role, where you have someone who's designated for that particular day, and they will basically correct your English, or they will introduce oh, okay. new words to you. So you get to like learn new vocabulary, and by doing speeches, you're actually practicing speaking in another language. So it really helps you to be a bit more fluent. It helps you to, you know, I would say like it helps you to, to do two things in once because mm -hmm. in one time. So because you are basically practicing your public speaking, but you're also practicing your English because you're speaking in a language which is probably not your native language. So it really does help you because you're working on your communication skills and You're also doing other things that people are not aware of because you're working on your leadership skills, you're working on your organizational skills. You're also networking when you go to Toastmaster because it's a group of people that come from different educational backgrounds, different work, work backgrounds. So it's also a place for you to network and also to learn from other people and what their languages are. So you get to learn about what languages they speak. Uh, so I would say it's a great place to do both public speaking and also to practice your English for sure. Yeah, it's a win-win situation. Mm -hmm. What about, is it possible to join digital, I mean online, or is it just a, a physical thing? It's both. So you can join like on-site and you can also join a uh, hybrid mode because now what happened is during the pandemic, well, prior to the pandemic, we all used to meet like on-site. We would have these on-site meetings where people would just go stand up and present to the club. But now because of the pandemic, everything has shifted online, but you still get to work on your public speaking because like me and you, there are people that just doing this is part of your public speaking. You want to be able to answer questions, which is something that they teach you at Toastmaster. Doing webinars, you do them online, so they teach you about mm -hmm. that. They also teach you about how to create a podcast, or they teach you how to like conduct an interview. So there are great benefits, and of course, now it's a little bit of both. You can join on-site, or you can also join mm -hmm. online as well. Okay, I see. So actually, you get prepared to answer questions, um, whatever they might might be, right? So that, that you become more confident.